I tell Tyrus, what if we find you like a mini force staff, like a mini force butter knife? Force <laughs> chopsticks. Yeah, there you go. Now that we're all here, we can begin the uh, quashing of heresy. Things we've done last time. You met with Chef Roderick. Uh, you did the exact opposite of murdering everyone, if everyone is lobsters. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> you visited Chef Roderick in the kitchens, saved a lobster, and <laughs> convinced him of your boundless love of fine cooking. And he is your BFF now. Yeah. Um, with the lobster, you learned um, Matthias Oberon was the one who had general oversight of the kitchen staff, and so he commanded them to uh, dump out the lobsters and whatnot instead of giving them to other people, um, and you convinced them to reverse that decision and start redistributing the food again. Then um, you went out of there, met a nobleman, Eldrick Marin, and all his entourage in the marketplace, tormenting a porter. We got in a verbal sparring match with him, climaxing in uh, Ketho getting a dual challenge from him, and then Tyrus promptly wiping the guy's mind as he walked away. I still have his glove. Yes, you do have his glove. And Jean Ville. You did meet Jean Ville, yes. He signaled to you that um meet you in the marketplace sometime later. So you all get back together after the whole crowd disperses. Ketho and... Martin were sort of in the center of attention, as were uh, Zarkov. And uh, as you get uh, together, then um, Tyrus moves through the crowd up to you guys. So Eric will go back to the rooms? Very well. By the time you get back to your rooms, it's uh, approaching like 10 p.m. What do you discuss when you get back to the privacy of your quarters? Uh, everybody um, did a sweep of the room very, very thoroughly and didn't find any kind of listening devices. It might be good for us to quickly do that again. Martin, make a tech use test. Everybody else, make scrutiny tests. I oh come on, that's John Davis. <clears throat> ah, that one did really well. Seventy-one. Matt, yeah. what the heck is that? <laughs> that's five degrees of success. I find that the bed that I slept on has been slept in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, you. You guys all do um, very thorough sweeps. Martin finds a quill that someone had dropped earlier, which is nice. It's a pretty good quill. But other than that, your scan turns up nothing. Like quill someone dropped earlier in the room? Like one of you guys dropped your quill. Oh, okay. So whoever the clumsy one who dropped their quill was, you have it back. <laughs> okay. All right, so I knew one of Eldrick Marin's guys. He used to be... I'll just say friend of mine back on my home world. And he's agreed to meet us later or to meet me later on in the marketplace. Good guy. I'm not too worried about him combat wise, but we should uh, keep an eye on him. I trust the guy, but I also with heresy around. I also don't. I'm actually really excited to see him. So be watchful. That's all I have to say. As you're saying this, then you hear a gentle knock on the door, and um, Mortimer's voice says, uh, Excuse me, uh, Thurs, 
Uh, may, I, may I enter? Do you have the freaking box set sitting in the middle of the bedroom or something? Like, <laughs> your Inquisition wall scroll was hanging up there. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Inquisitors ever. <laughs> <laughs> have a, a little heretic fire going in the middle of the room. <laughs> a heretic fire with pillows under the door and like a fan with an open window so no one <laughs> Just a second! <laughs> uh, yeah, quickly sweep all the, all the bad things. Yeah, you, you hide the bad stuff. Come in! He uh, just opens the door a bit, pokes his head in. Excuse me, sirs, would any of you care for... Any uh, refreshments before retiring, or um, if you want to not retire and have a bit of a night on the town, that can be arranged as well. I'm actually being silent and considering this. I'm tired. But I'm not on the town. What's, ha- what's going on tonight? There's, um, I suppose, no special events going on, but there's a number of drink establishments catering to men of your station. I suppose if you're so inclined, the uh, archives are open late. So um, if you want to peruse our collection of rare books, you could come along for that. The night time's a good time to meet more of the adventurous nobles. Are oh. still out and about around this time of night. Can you get me a short list of people who are out tonight? I want to know who's out. I know that um, Matthias Oberon is himself out at the time. Really? I don't have really the um, information on who else is um, from other houses might be out and about, but I can certainly inquire as to that from my other associates. Yes, why don't you do so, and then come back. Yeah, nods his head and then backs out of the door, and you hear his uh, slippered feet padding away down the hallway. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to find out who's out tonight. Darkov, we might be going clubbing. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> Does anyone have any objections to this? If there's anyone interesting out that we might like? We know Matthias is out. I don't think Zarkov would be one to go under social events. We've already had him have one successful one. Let's not think this. Let's at least wait until Mortimer comes back. I will have a drink of some water. Actually, before I drink it, I asked Martin to check if it's pure. <laughs> Okay. At this point, I'm just sitting plugged into the wall, charging and making random intricate statues out of wire with little <laughs> tiny tools that I have built into oh. my mechadendrites. You know what I'm going to do? You know what you do? Matt, you and I need to play a quick game of um, Regicide. Mm. Oh, God. That's your answer to everything. Yeah, well, I want to take you down. Eric. I know that there is no official rule for this, but is it possible for me to actually become skilled in regicide rather than just generic intelligence test to play it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a total waste of XP. You could do um, take some ranks and trade regicide, master. Is it a total waste of XP to keep Ned losing at regicide? So, uh, and since it's a specialist skill, it'll cost half. The first rank in that will be 50 I want to get one of that. <laughs> For Tyrus, it'd be like 50. If you don't have the intelligence aptitude, it'll be a little more. Damn. Can I use offense for it? Like flip the board out of anger? <laughs> I might just buy this right now. I have a ton of XP I need to spend. Eric, <laughs> okay, mind if right. I did that mid-session? <laughs> sure. Uh, you've practiced enough up to this point that your character would have some skill in it. That... 
It's time. It's time to play Regicide. <laughs> Wait, what is the chess? Basically. I, well, I know. Oh my god! That's a pretty short game. It's only a one-hour game, so. So, Ned. <laughs> no, you you can have a rematch, but I still I have the crown of the Regicide player, and I'm not playing anymore tonight. I feel good. It only took one hour. I'm saying no. I gotta prepare. I have a duel tomorrow. I take up the glove and say, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta duel. I gotta prepare." As you guys play your game of regicide, Tyrus tries this new technique. He's uh, heard about the Macarian Gambit, which is a very high risk play to try and take the other person's king early. Then um, Ketho moves his pawn in exactly the position to ruin it, and then like immediately checkmates you. <laughs> That's what you get for relying on the stuff you read in the book. I read. Regicide annual. <laughs> the anger is welling inside me, and accidentally some of the pieces start floating a little bit <laughs> and falling over. He's at the point where he has no strategy for you to exploit. <laughs> he just moves things, and then you're like, "What? That doesn't make sense." Oh, 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 hold on. I, I rolled. I rolled well enough. There is some skill. It's not just like, oh, what does this do? Put it here. Oh, I happen to win. Is this the piece that can jump over other ones? <laughs> I'm not dumb enough where I bring a checker set to a regicide match. As you guys conclude your game, Mortimer knocks on the door again, pokes head in. I have a, a number of the more notable personages who are out and attending. Well, as is uh, per usual, Eldrick Marin is going to be out and about, but... Um, Probably won't be in our corner of the uh, Five Spire. I've heard tell that a uh, few members of the Corvus family are actually going to be coming to a few of the bars in here, despite the family's uneasy relationship with the Oberon House. Hmm. If I may say so, we have some of the finest establishments in the Hive. Interesting. I look around everyone else. What do you guys think? Your call. I'll make up the excuse either way. Yes, let's go out. I leave the glove of Eldrick Marin here. I'm like, all right, let's go have some fun. Are you sure you want to leave that behind? It might be useful. Uh, I don't know. You know what? I'll keep it with me. Yeah. I'll keep it with me. Actually, yeah, if, if I need to, I can start spraying around that I have a duel with him. Well, I don't want to do it that much. I don't want it actually to get back to him and actually think that there's a duel and then show up because I don't want to fight it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. No, why are you flaunting it again, though? I'm not flaunting it with him. I could flaunt it if I needed an excuse to... Uh, but I don't want to flaunt it big time. But I do want to keep it with me just to make sure that I always have it. So I keep yeah, it tucked yeah, away yeah. in a pocket. I thought you were going around like, look at me. I've got oh, no. a duel tomorrow. No. Yeah, okay, I don't think it's great. tradition for when your opponent throws their glove down for you to hang on to the glove until the duel, is it? They take oh, it back, not. right? I, no, I doubt it's it. It's not. He just, the Eldrick Marin doesn't remember where his glove went. <laughs> Oh. Just, I, I have lost my glove. What is this? <laughs> but there's a whole group of people who saw him throw it. Um, the one who happened to have it was challenged to a duel. Yes, I know it's a little apropos, but I'll just say, you know what? He kind of walked off in a huff and didn't mm-hmm. take it with him, and I didn't want some commoner to have it. Might as well keep the glove of the guy I was supposed to kill if he didn't show up. It is a very nice glove. Yeah. I might wear it just mm-hmm. to confuse him. It's a deep red, silky glove with silver embroidery on the back. Also, if we ever need to pin a crime on him in the name of the Emperor, then we have a thing to do that with. 
Yeah, we should totes frame him or something. <laughs> In the name of the Emperor. Okay, yeah, so... Um, In the name of the Emperor. It's all okay. It's always okay as long as you end the statement with that. Yes. I'm going to murder everyone on this planet. In the name of the Emperor. <laughs> yeah, that basically. Okay. All right, I tell Mortimer, well, lead on. What do we commonly bring when we go out in terms of equipment and stuff? Mm-hmm. Fine evening dress. Do I have a more flashy outfit available? Only an influence test. No, I do not. Mm. <laughs> you don't have a particularly flashy one. I'll just wear what I was wearing before. Yeah. You can always go and buy some more stuff tomorrow. I still have my uh, astropath outfit. I don't know if I should oh. be bothering like, with that or not. Yeah, I said lay low still. Yeah. If you don't want to advertise it, you could leave the force staff and put on a different coat. How can I go in without my force staff, though? I don't know if we've ever had uh, an official description of what this thing looks like and if it could pass for a normal-looking staff. It's very it's, obviously a force staff. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got this. like runes, crystalline inlaid runes all up and down the side of it. <laughs> I mean, we're not yeah, going to be near as Eldric Marin's got, you know, men, so it won't be as huge of a risk, but if you want to not be instantly made as a psyker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrus lets go of the staff and it collapses in the corner of the room and his lifelong mission to stay hidden brings him with more shame that he can't show off that he's a psyker and that he must always hide the darkness. No, we just don't want you to get killed. I know that. I'm being all broody. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that in character, too. You just bring, like, a regular, like, mono sword or something instead? Yes, I'll still take my armaments with me. I was going to ask if I have on the sire robes that have a bunch of, <laughs> like, glitter... You know, like really flashy 80s disco kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> Just full red glitter robes. Roll an influence test for me. See what you got. Please. Hmm. <laughs> you, got a, you go through your closet. It's like a cartoon character's closet. Omnisaya robe, Omnisaya robe, Omnisaya robe, Omnisaya robe. All exactly the same. There's one at the very back that has some metal inlaid silver trim around the edge and there's fine almost sparkly fabric you don't know where on earth you managed to find this stuff on an explorer ship but you did (laughs) you're glad you did you're looking super fly now you uh screw on like the um bionic eye covers that are stana shades (laughs) okay you just Zarkov wears what Zarkov wears. Yeah, I don't think Zarkov would wear fancy things. But I don't know, like, are guards allowed to go out clubbing? Yeah. Nobles don't like getting shot. All right, then, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I'm just like, oh, God, these people. You guys all uh, go out. Um, Mortimer removes his robe, and he has an identical robe, but in black with a tie underneath it. Oh. He escorts you guys down into the um, busy streets outside, which um, are still quite busy, despite how late it is. It's Friday night. All the workers are going out for a little bit of extra time. Because on Saturdays, they only work 10-hour days instead of 14-hour days. So (laughs) they're living it up while they can. There's a number of common people with nobles clearly visible above the rest of them with their ornate dresses and suits 
there's many establishments catering to the, the lower end crowd and like lower levels. But up here, you go towards the like thoroughfares leading to the high end area, the porcelain district right in the heart where the um, lumen globes are configured to a more moonlike appearance at right this point. The moonlight glimmers off of all the porcelain surfaces everywhere, and it truly makes for quite a spectacular sight. Mortimer leads you around. He um, mentions a number of the places popular. Um, the Palatino Court is one particular place that's very popular with the House Oberon clientele. Flashy, raucous atmosphere. There's another one called The Glade, which is much more um, laid back, also fairly popular. Jerovic's place is reputation for nobles who are uh, tend to get a little rowdier than considered polite. And then um, the Jade Tumbler is another sort of place that's not considered um, rowdy. It's just out of the way and not as popular. But they do make some pretty nice drinks there. They're jealously guarded specialty. Mm. Lord, how's Corvus be? Mortimer thinks for a moment. I'd imagine they'd end up in the Glade or the Jade Tumbler more often than the other two. Just it matters what we're looking for. Kind of more like, do we want to meet House Corvus or chill out with House Oberon a little bit more? Probably Corvus, I guess. Yeah, no, but we had the, was it the Jade Tumbler and what was the first one? The, the Glade was the yeah. quiet one. Let's go to the Glade. Sounds nice. Yeah, sure. The Glade, you say? Right. There's background music going on, by the way. Oh, okay, that was intentional. Mortimer leads you to the glade. The uh, area has sort of like a faux foliage motif at the front. Two um, bouncers clad in um, deep green coats with a sort of foliage motif on it, and um, like a little pin with the the glade has its own crest for it. They step forward, and then uh, Mortimer... Um, pulls a little signet out of his sleeve and presents it to them, and they nod and step back and allow you to enter. Sweet. You're on the guest list. You're always on the guest list with Mortimer. I give him so, a, a uh, thankful pat on the back. He uh, reaches into his sleeve and pulls out a uh, nice crystal glass. He's like, oh, I'll be at the bar. Rides <laughs> 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 off that way. <laughs> you enter the room has low ambient lighting. The pillars supporting it are all styled like trees, and they have um, ribbons like vines hanging down, and all the waiters are dressed as forest spirit-looking things. The clients in here all are clearly very high status. Everyone who's going around has at least three people killing them obediently. More important-looking fellows have entourages of about 12. Damn it, we need more players. <laughs> y'all want to make awareness tests? Any bonuses? Minus 10 because it's kind of dim and there's lots of stuff. You had to ask. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I am staring at Mortimer's glass. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is staring at me staring at Mortimer's yep. glass. Martin has really, really good awareness. You have, like, bionic eyes and whatnot. Yeah. You got up to, like, awareness plus 10, I think. He's quite good, actually. You quickly analyze the place. Tyrus, you recognize some people at the far end who have distinctive deep black and emerald green clothing, which you recall as the traditional colors of House Corvus. 
Martin, as you're scanning around, you actually see Matthias Oberon up in like a corner. As you walk in, he seems to be in the process of paying for the table and getting up and heading toward the door. Oh, Oberon. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, shit. So he probably actually shouldn't see me. Well, everyone's talking about that. Tyrus, just roll a science check for me. Continue, everybody. So he must mm -hmm. be looking for something, in my opinion. He just, something he parties. I can't say anything, because I don't, I don't know yet. Yeah. So, uh, Tyrus, there's a lot of emotional resonance from everyone packed into such a tight space, but you sense prevailing emotions are that of forced pleasantness. Not that anyone's particularly upset about anything, they're just trying really hard to put on a pleasant face. Kind of attitude, I'm guessing. And also, I, I point out House Corvus to everyone in the party as well. As you're doing that, you see Matthias Oberon, as he's making his way towards the door, um, Martin, you analyze the uh, patterns of his movement and determine he's taking a path that keeps him as far away from the House Corvus people as possible. Hmm... I say, let's go thank him for the meal. <laughs> and I moved it, intercept. I don't know. He probably doesn't want Corvus people knowing he's here then. But we're not yeah. Corvus people. We're just thanking yeah. him for a meal. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. You uh, come up against Matthias Oberon. He uh, gives us a very slight smile when he sees you. He's like, hello. You told him your name was Kappa, did you? What's the name you're going by right now? Um, for noble people, Rolkine. Okay, Rolkine. Oh, Rolkine. Good to see you again. Yes, sorry, I don't want to keep you. I just wanted to quickly say thank you so much for the meal. It was fantastic. Oh, I'm assuming yes. I'm going to see you at the, uh, the ball in a few days, right? The masquerade? Well, I won't see you, you know, because of the masks. I suppose I'll have to be there, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Not going to be a good time? Uh, the... Masquerade parties are always all the same, really. What? You would be probably the best person to ask, you know, if you're looking to have some fun, a good time. Kevo, as you're talking, you notice he's casting glances over his shoulder towards the Corvus people. I'm sorry I can't converse for much longer, but I really must be oh, oh, on yeah, my way don't, out. Don't let me keep you. Nice seeing you. I will see you soon. Best of luck in your search. Would they really, like, go at each other's throats in a public setting? I guess they're not below that, are they? From what you've heard, that it's unlikely that they'd be openly hostile towards each other. But of course, it's hard to gauge their behavior for sure. It would be unusual if they were. Like I was saying, I have a feeling it's just his <clears throat> demeanor is a little extreme. Like I said, hunches. What can we do from here? Because like, basically, either follow him around or, or just keep here. Let's stay here. <laughs> All right. Following him won't really help us, so we can get more information about him from other sources. As he's uh, going out, you hear like the group of Corvus people are laughing and conversing with other people and generally having a good time. Oh, they're not allowed to do that. Do you let Matthias head out? Yeah. No, let him go. As he's turning to go, he uh, looks back and he's like, Now remember, ask after me if you need any assistance. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, nods and heads out. Nah. Uh, gestures for his retainers to follow. Tyrus, did you ever roll that uh, Cinescience test? You don't sense any kind of a um, psychic presence coming from Matthias, but um, that's good, I guess. One of, one of the um, people in his entourage is a psycho, though. You can tell that. 
have um, seemingly lesser power than you. Fairly low, talented fellow. You also notice a void, a soulless void farther back into the glade area. So there's an untouchable around somewhere, but you aren't sure their precise location. Another is, untouchable? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say an untouchable that isn't John. Yes, an, an untouchable besides Zarkov. Uh, I just say we need to get closer to the void. Where's the void? I don't sense these things as well as you. Eric, how specific can I sense? With the degrees of success you got, warp space doesn't exactly correlate to real space, so it's hard to be exactly sure where this void is, but it's um, somewhere in the uh, the far corner of the room. So I point in that vague direction. Actually, no, 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 I don't do that. <laughs> I use cardinal directions, so don't point. <laughs> That'd be really stupid. <laughs> okay, can I see who's over there? Make an awareness test. Any bonuses? Uh, again, minus 10, because crowded. Okay. You do notice there's a... Uh, in what's an otherwise crowded area, there's an empty space around one particular person who's staying there by themselves, not talking to anybody, which is what Zarkov does a lot at parties. So, <laughs> Is he wearing any kind of colors or identifiers? They've got a um, plain waistcoat and cloak. It's a woman, actually, wearing the colors of House Corvus with um, unassuming features, dark shoulder-length hair. And they have a glass, and they're sipping. I lean to Tyrus, and I say, she's House Corvus. I think it's that one over there with nobody around. Why don't we go talk to them and not directly her? Or do you want to go talk to the Untouchable? I mean, if the Untouchable isn't doing anything specific, it would probably be weird if we just went up and started talking to them, so we maybe our way towards them. Just to err on I, the side of caution, I guess. Okay. I look over to where the bulk of House Corvus is. I ask Tyrus, can you figure out who's the friendliest over there? I can attempt to, if you give me a moment. I'm going to have to roll a couple of telepathic link rolls. These will, if successful, give me some thought reading uh, abilities. Who are you linking with telepathically? How many people are there at that particular table? They're not really at a table the untouchable is standing on the floor, a recessed area sort of styled to be like a forest clearing where um, the main socializing floor is. In the center of that, there's the, the circular bar. And then around the sides, there are lots of little tables and their own little booths. They're standing at the edge of the um, recessed area, but not at a table. Behind them, there's a Corvus Noble and their retainers. Yeah, Ned, uh, House Corvus is what you want me to look into, right? Yeah, just figure out who would be the best person to approach. I don't think we've met them before. So, best person to, to meet and quickly get a lot of information out of in a friendly manner. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the group and sort of arbitrarily pick someone and sort of go in a line through all of the House Corvus people. How close am I to them? 25 meters away. This range is actually fairly far, 20 meters. As long as I'm 20 meters in range, I can drop my psi rating all the way down to oh, 1. Oh, we can get within 20 meters, right? Yeah. It's literally yeah. only 5 meters. <laughs> you don't need to make any kind of test for that. Okay. Yeah, um, so we just we'll move closer. This is um, a hard test. It's a minus 10. But if I get within 20 meters, I can drop my psi rating all the way down to 1, and that'll give me a massive bonus. So I'm Yeah, didn't we say we got within 20 meters? Yeah. 
So, say side rating one. 58, that is six degrees of success or something. <laughs> I love how in this version of Dark Heresy you can do that. That's the most awesome thing. <laughs> you feel like resistance, like a anti-psychic barrier, because um that untouchable void is sapping a lot of your power. Um, you still manage to pierce through it. I'm guessing we found the untouchable. Uh, yes, yeah, you did. did. Yeah. Um, I have to go, though. I have a call in Walpole. I gotta head out. Yeah, well, um, during this time, you've been uh, flirting with a drink mixing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. Alright. Well, uh, I'll see ya. Okay. So, uh, Tyrus, the first person you picked was the, um, the person who looks like the nobleman attendant, a uh, young man, late 20s, you'd imagine, with uh, bright green eyes, wearing House Corvus colors. And he's thinking, like, well, this is a, um interesting evening. Glad I didn't bring Natalie along this time. <laughs> Shall I keep scanning the patrons, or...? That's, like, a good start. Can I quickly check and see, like... How's he doing on his drink? Can I wait him out out here? Will he eventually come over to the bar? Or The noble in question is uh, almost done with this glass, and they have another empty glass in front of them. Okay, so he should hopefully be coming over soon. If you guys can do your best to be all smiley, let's give this guy a fun night. Let's see. First we go get drinks. Or I, I go get a drink, and I motion to the others to get drinks. On me, of course, soon. You walk up to the circular bar in the center. The bar is made with imported wood. From your, You're not sure where it is, but you've never seen wood quite like this before. It's very, very fine, deep-colored wood. So um, bartender's got a uh, green tunic with stylized silver embroidery meant to look like um, plate armor. He leans forward towards you, tall, slender man with dark skin. What can I get for you, sir? What do you suggest? First time here. Guess I'm gonna wow us. If it's your first time here, the um, Acheron Sunfire is a local specialty. Perfect. We'll take uh, we'll take three. He um, mixes a few kinds of liquor together in a shaker, and uh, takes these little like salt-looking crystals and puts it in and shakes it, and you hear it popping and fizzing inside of it. What did you put in there? What was that? Like excited. This is a. Uh, a yeah, local commodity. Uh, around here, we just call it lightning. It's a, uh, a spice. Some people say it's refined from cast-offs of the plasma reactors, but I don't buy that. Oh, gives a that kind of fizz to the drink you can't get from anything else, really. My cousin actually, he tried to run a business. It wasn't great, but he tried to do some of that stuff. Never got into it. But oh, I didn't know you could do it for drinks, too. That's awesome. I'm excited. He uh, finishes the shaker pours it into a, uh, it basically it's a martini glass. The end liquid is dark blue, like um, mm. it's fizzing, and you think you even see, like, little flashes almost like lightning inside it. Pushes the drink to you. I raise my glass. To the glade! Yeah! And I try some. How is it? Very nice. It's got a uh, very light flavor at first, but then it hits you with a zap. It's a a metaphorical flavor zap, not a literal electric zap. Right. It uh, leaves a pleasant tingling in your mouth of an aftertaste. 
goes down smooth. Never felt like you've been zapped by a cocktail before, but this one did. This is great. Well, when it first zaps me, you know, you're like, oh, that's awesome. I'm trying to play up a drunkenness a little bit to come up a little bit more friendly, just so it's yeah. established when what's his face comes over here. He smiles a little bit. Give me a charm plus 20 test. Yes. Mm -hmm. You convincingly appear a happy drunk noble, which is not actually that far off. <laughs> The drink is pretty strong. <laughs> Do Tarkov and Tyrus drink? They have drinks. Yeah, I drink. Mm -hmm. I'm always worried about it because I'm afraid it's going to disrupt my psychic ability. <laughs> <laughs> Being drunk when trying to call on the power of the warp is always a dicey proposition. What you could do is you could fake a sip, right? And then I'll just take yours when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Being an arrogant noble, you know. So I guess Tyrus doesn't drink much generally. It's probably safe for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody give me uh, toughness plus 20 tests to see how well you hold your alcohol. I love how these character sheets are made. They did a really good job with that. <laughs> yes! I don't barf. You both pass. You feel a little buzz, but no drunkenness. Lots of flavor, though. Mm -hmm. Lots of flavor. <laughs> As you're sitting around socializing and sipping your drink, the noble over in the corner gets up and walks towards you. Walks towards the bar, really. One of the uh, people next to him stands up a uh, man who's at least one head taller than the noble, built like a brick wall, with uh, the lower half of his face replaced by like a silver box grill with a raven's beak over it. And he uh, rumbles along beside his, um, his boss as they walk up to the counter. You notice... As they do that, the untouchable shifts her position a little bit, such that the noble's still in her bubble of untouchability. Oh, interesting. There's no way for untouchables to tell they're untouchables, right? No. No. So I you uh, feel a certain kinship because everyone else is avoiding the two of you. You're not repelled from them the same way as other people are. It's true. I wait for him to um, come over and uh, order a drink. Mm -hmm. Well, he he does that. Oh, is he doing it next to me, or do I have to like sidle over to him? You position yourself so there's a bit of empty space next to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he sidles up next to you guys. The um big guy has the two glasses and um puts the two empty ones back there. And he's like, one more of the same, with a big oh. smile on his face. I turn. I turn. Dude, have you had one of these? Yeah, sort of looks at you and like smiles a bit. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's a, uh, it's a local specialty." You have the nobles who came in from off world a few days ago, right? Oh yeah, you guys know how to drink. Pleasure, what kind? Yeah, that's a uh, a local specialty. I put out my hands to shake his. The name is uh, Damic, Damic Corpus. <laughs> Damic. What What are you having there? I'm almost done with mine. It's uh, just strong Amasek on the rocks. Ooh, classic. He's a classic guy. I like this guy. All right, so what do you do? What do you do? Me? Yeah. I uh, do um, a lot of the uh, financing for Corvus House. And you're, oh, might oh be you're in... a member of one of the houses. Yeah. It's House Corvus. That's the finest merchant house in the Spire, despite what others tell you. Uh, you know, I haven't met anyone from House Corvus yet. It's a pleasure. This is awesome. Yes, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. 
So merchants, what kind of stuff do you trade in? Everything, really. We handle a lot of the transactions for shipping of plasma that the world produces off-world. Plasma, and we also handle with bringing the fine goods in that everyone wants. Silks, spices, fine dining, and uh, anything else you really could want. That's fantastic. So, okay, I don't have a lot of experience in finance, but I have a cousin who tells me that the tithes you pay are just insane. Is that true? Tell me about it. Standard I mean, imperial ties. I mean, I love the emperor and all, but <laughs> <laughs> there could just be a little bit more room. I mean, especially when you're dealing in plasma, you guys are exporting a very precious commodity. We've actually got a um, special uh, contract with a number of the Calixis sector um, imperial guard regiments to um, supply them with all the plasma they need to function. No way. Also for the Imperial Navy ships, the reactors on their vessels. That's fantastic. We make high-grade plasma here, where they require only the finest. I uh, won't name names, but even one of the Astartes chapters comes to us for their plasma. Oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. Man, I'm jealous. Jealous. He like shifts a bit. You see that in an ornate holster at his side, he's got a plasma pistol. Does he do it in a big enough way where it's not hidden? It's pretty openly obvious. He's like showing off like, look what I got. Dude, what is that? What is that? Made on Ascalon, Corvus Arms plasma pistol right here. Shut up. Zarkov, Zarkov, Zarkov. I smack him behind you. Look at this. Look at this. This is probably the best plasma pistol. I have seen. Where did you get it? Zarkov tries to make like he's interested in this pistol. I just went down to one of the foundries I own and got it. <laughs> we mostly do the, the benefit um, of good business right there. You get what you want. Mostly we have we just do raw plasma exporting, but uh, we have a um, small um, weaponsmithing division too. High quality pieces for personal use, not for um, military distributions. Oh, yeah, no. I always like to have newer, fancy gadgets. I've got, I just show the bolt pistol. Mm-hmm. Not which is bad. Good, but, you know, it's, you know, but I like the flash sometimes. Everyone in my home world, they have it because it's, it's just metal, you know? You find some metal, you slap it together. Yeah. Of course, with some decent craftsmanship, mm-hmm. of course. But you get the point, you know, plasma mm-hmm. is flash. The art involved in the slapping together bit is what uh, separates the master Magos at the Forge World from your average downhive crafter. <laughs> yeah, I like you. I say, well, hey, look, I'm going to be in town for a while, checking out some new things, you know, finding myself, figuring out what I want to do, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know, and I like doing business. Mm-hmm. Do you normally hang out here? Uh, yeah, like usually. My uh, sister, Natalie Corvus. She's uh, not exactly your social butterfly, so it doesn't often come out. Last time I came out, she got into a shouting fight with someone over a uh, tiniest little thing. Don't even remember what it was. She's back at Ravenhold right now. Oh, okay. Not particularly missing the nightlife. Are you guys close? Are you you know close family? Oh, she's my sister, but... You know <laughs> but I hate her. You know how it is in noble families? You only get so close... He hands you a um, piece of paper with a um, com line code on it. Like, if uh, you just 
Colin here. Um, mention uh, your Rokine. I'll uh, tell my servants who you are. They can um, transfer you up to me, and uh, we can uh, meet another night to socialize. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's not a lot to go on. We went to a, um, a banquet at House of Ron. <clears throat> it was so boring. Matthias left in the first five minutes. I start sleeping over to the other untouchable. You know, I'm looking for something, you know, fun. <laughs> not boring eating at a table. Well, it's, uh, Hang out with me, then you'll never find boring. All right, Danik. Danik, mm. his next drink's on me. <laughs> um, Zarkov, what was it that you were doing? Since like the socialites were socializing, I make it seem like it's good enough time that we haven't just directly picked her out. It's more like I've gotten bored of trying to be social, and I'm like, hey, another non-social person. I'll go stand silently over by you. Just drink mm -hmm. my drink. How is she doing? You? She's got a um, utilitarian dress. Give me an awareness check. She's got her waistcoat and cloak uh, with the house corpus colors. Very plain. One of her wrists has like a heavy bracer on it, which um, the way she holds her arm, you're pretty sure that there's more than just leather in that bracer right there. Um, <laughs> underneath the same shoulder, there's a outline of a weapon, a concealed holster. In addition to the... Uh, matched pair of swords she has hanging at her side. She has two swords? Yes. Oh, jeez. Fine craftsmanship, certainly, but... Yeah. Even I don't do wield in public. <laughs> I so, guess um, I kind of go and I'm like, use those much? No shame to the swords. He just looks at you he's like, when I have to. How often do you have to? Often enough. I think Zarkov looks, has found a girlfriend. Yeah, looks, you have your chain sword, right? Yeah. Looks down there, curls her lip a bit, like clunky. Takes another sip of her drink. It's not the size; it's how you wield it. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Why not? I'll be back horny. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have you guys make a posed charm test because this will be really funny. <laughs> oh, this will be horrible. I think your target numbers are both zero. If she's an enemy, she gets minus ten. Can I come over a wingman? She's not an enemy. She's just standard, not she's friendly. Standard being hit on girl. Oh, negative five target, fifty-six. She gets fewer degrees of failure than you do. Um, <laughs> you win the awkward. Yeah. Awkward award. <laughs> you awkward her so much she falls in love with you. She looks at the sword again and he's like, with a chunk of metal like that, you need all the skill you can get. <laughs> and then smiles very slightly. <gasps> I, I guess I offer to buy her a drink. She's, um, looks confused and she's like, I have all the funds I require, thank you. <laughs> Denied. <Yeah. laughs> that you can't buy her a drink? No one's oh. bought her a drink before. Oh, as a notion, as friends. Friends. <laughs> friends. You'll be my second friend. <laughs> friends. Sure. Well then. I'll have um another uh gold river on a sec. Free ice. I head back to the bar to where Ketho and Tyrus are talking to the mobile. 
As you come over, I'm tapping you. Look, look, Damik has got a pin he got from his uncle. <laughs> ham, ham, ham. <laughs> you get another gold ripper on a sec for Lady Untouchable. <laughs> Zarkov made another friend. I got two friends. I had three friends, but one of them died. He got crushed by a crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you bring back the Amasek for her. Yep. She um, casually drops the glass she has on the floor and pushes the pieces aside. <laughs> takes the new one and starts drinking it. <laughs> Zorkov's like, it, actually, I don't know. He's a Norwegian tradition to slam a glass on the ground, so I guess it's a good thing. She was just sort of like, eh, dropped it <laughs> and pushed the stuff away. She didn't particularly care what happened to the glass. Zorkov uh, doesn't, like, doesn't even notice that. <laughs> As she takes a sip, she's like, I'm Katrin, Katrin of House Corpus. I'm not a Corpus myself, but servant of it. Zarkov is the name. Offworlder? Yeah, from the high world of Malfi. Malfi? Isn't that the place where stabbing people in the back is the worldwide pastime? <laughs> I have since found myself far from Malfi in this employee of this nobleman over here. Katha of the house. I can't remember <clears throat> No, roll kind. That's my official name. Master Natalie isn't here at this moment, but uh, I'm uh, accompanying her brother. If I have to. If you have to. Have you been in his service long? Today. <laughs> I'm in her service. Well, only his is required. But he likes to have someone with my talents around. Maybe you should show me your skills sometime. I'd love to test them out. She uh, has, like, a wicked grin on her face suddenly. It's like, fencing, yes. <laughs> the first fight Zarkov gets into, uh-huh. for good reasons. <laughs> for hopefully no one you have a, uh, <laughs> you have a um, cocktail napkin? <laughs> what, do I? Yeah. Yeah, I steal one from Kepler, I guess. Sleight <laughs> of hand check. Oh, jeez. I'm going to spend a fake point on that. Yeah! A waiter goes by with a tray of champagne flutes. You pull one of the cocktail napkins out from under a glass without spilling any. Nice. And uh, Lady Untouchable reaches up her sleeve here and like pulls out a metallic quill and writes down on it. Um, you're not sure if it's a quill or a throwing knife, but it's got ink <laughs> in it. Um, she writes down a com code on it and gives it to you. Nice. Got them digits. Man, we're only getting digits of dudes. Awkward <laughs> off. <laughs> yep. Hmm. I'm so far winning the awkwardness award. But... <laughs> At this point, Endemic collapses in the air twice. He's like, Katrin? And then uh, wheels on his heel and starts walking for the door. He's like, well, I'm required elsewhere. I'll catch you later, Damick. You better believe it, my brother. <laughs> right. What is good, my brother? Stay frosty, uh, my away. man. Yeah. So, uh, Kefin made a friend. Sarkov made a friend. Yay! Tyrus, you, like, 
just wince in pain with the concentration of two untouchables in one spot <laughs> so close to you. It is literally painful for you to watch. Yeah, I, I, I need to walk away from these rips in the fabric of reality and get some fresh air outside. That's outside. Tate has a cigarette. <laughs> Just like, oh, I can't do it anymore, man. Can't do it. I think it's a good time for us to retire. Yeah. We'll cap off the session for the day. Woo. Martin's disappeared into a closet with the drink mixer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, Martin's not even here. He's gotten the most lucky time. Martin got the drink mixer's serial number. <laughs> oh no! Snap! All right, so all right then. That's the end for today. You get some experience pointings. Um, do you think you guys got new contact or ally? Yes. Yes. Two. Mm-hmm. We got their numbers to prove it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Are we counting the um, drink mixer? <laughs> it's rolled in to the whole uh, accomplishment. You think you found a new major clue in your investigation? Yeah, Matthias is really not a fan of House Corbis. So much so that he will skirt around an entire bar, not to involve them. I don't know if it's like a major clue, but it's a good, it's a minor clue. We kind of knew that already. Okay, never mind. Um, well, you knew that the relations between the two houses weren't fantastic. That's um, true. So we saw that they're extreme with House Corvus. I guess it would be a real clue if we saw how they were with uh, with the Marin clan. If we had a comparison. But we don't yet. So, minor half clue. <laughs> Wouldn't say it's good for a uh, number. You didn't eliminate any enemies of the Imperium. You eliminated uh, a bunch of drinks. But yeah. Not quite. Yeah. Still an enemy of the Imperium. Does it count if I said in the name of the Emperor after I drank one? <laughs> in the name of the Emperor. In the name of the Emperor. You took a lot of shots, but didn't fire any bullets. Uh, okay, um, that's 150 XP for a session for each of you. I suppose that will um, conclude things for the night. Awesome. Have a good night, everybody. I Great. will talk to all the yous later then. Yes. Uh, Have a good night, guys. Good night. Good night to all of you. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find us online at itsprobablyheresy.wordpress.com. And if you see anything heretical, you can contact the Acolytes at itsprobablyheresy at gmail.com. Friends. (laughs) Friends. You'll be my second friend. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) Sure.